back to the Big Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Avis, and sitting with me on the couch, as usual, to my left, is my co-host, Nick Wright. And today we're going to be talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cowabunga, Nick. All right, so here we are. Um, you guys might notice right away that things are a little bit different uh, appearance-wise uh, on the uh, the Big Geek set. Uh, first of all, we've got these microphones now. Stuck to our face. Yeah, and and for most people, I think this is a, an improvement. For me uh, personally, like they don't have to see my face nearly as much. Well, and for the audio listener... Huge improvement, I, th- I would hope so. That yeah, the audio listener is going to get a big upgrade. Um, you know, previously we had like, well, I've got this wide-angle lens now that I'm trying out. And, uh, you know, I, I've got, I've been working a lot on, you know, the aesthetic of the uh, the Big Geek background. So we got, you know, the new photos here. Um, and I brought in these bookshelves, and I put a lot of my uh, childhood you know, toys that I've collected over the years that had been oh, sitting in boxes for 30 they, years. Oh, they're in the shot, too. Yeah, yeah, they're in the shot, too. So you've got your uh, Ron's Mini Museum. Yeah, this isn't the uh, the Nick Nick's Arcade Museum by any stretch of the imagination, but, uh, you know, like I say, some of these toys haven't breathed in 30 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought, why not, you know, add a little, a bit more personality to the to the video people you know they, they can see and enjoy all of these like little touches little bits of flair that i've added and uh, in the process since we've done that we've expanded out i mean there's a lot of reasons why i've gone to this look because you know like we have martin that comes in and when you have three guests on a mic one microphone on a on a boom microphone like shotgun mic style yeah it's, it's not always the best Nah, it's a little faint doesn't sound real good so you know i'm kind of i'm, I'm shoehorned into this like tight frame with the microphone just hanging above our heads you know like right here just out of frame and it doesn't even sound good like you know the person in the middle might sound pretty decent but like you and i on the outside you know like we sound further out but so that this will sound a little bit better i think it'll it'll be a big improvement especially for the audio listeners and it'll be an improvement for video people too um so you know right off the bat hope you guys are enjoying the new digs the new look um also we're doing 4k video which um, you know, I don't think anybody watching on YouTube is going to get the full benefit of that. Right, right. But it, it will, like, you know, it'll it'll downsample. It'll it, it'll look better, you know. Like, anytime, like, you, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, you have an image with more pixels and you shrink it down, it looks sharper, nicer. Mm-hmm. So I'm anticipating a bit of improvement in video quality, too. Um, but the biggest, biggest reason was that whole rigmarole we had to go through <laughs> when we were recording videos of having to stop right around 30 minutes and i'd have to spend all this time cutting the videos together that that won't have to be a, an issue for me anymore so i'm mostly excited for that you're not the timekeeper right yeah i don't know if the viewer ever really noticed but yeah i'd, I'd have like my phone sitting on my lap and like it would start buzzing yeah have the alarm go and then off we would be like oh you know like, we'd have to pretty much break. oh let's remember where we were yeah you know, what yeah. were we talking about right then and try to recreate that situation yeah, so that it's not jarring for the listener, you know. Right. <laughs> you're like, so you found yourself repeating a thought you had originally. And you're like, oh, I gotta, 
I got to bring it the same in level of excitement that I had that first time. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping with this new setup things will be a little bit smoother for us, you know, producing wise. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, we I, I didn't mind doing it before, but this I you do get kind of sick of it. And uh we we had um the reason that the part 2 episode of the arcade the top 20 was delayed is because, you know, as part of that process where we knew we'd have to stop recording and then restart again. Um, I, I guess I just didn't hit record, you know, like I, I do this little dance on, on my, on my computer, you know, like the timer would go off. You'd be like, okay, we got to stop. I would stop restart immediately. You'd restart the timer. And we would do that about eight times during the course of that recording. Right. And one of those times, it, I guess it just didn't record. So there was, you know, like 10 through eight didn't, record so we have to re-record that and and then edit it back together and then we'll have that you know 10 th- well you'll, you'll have seen it by now but yeah that's why it was delayed hopefully that'll be already be out in the wild before this episode is released yeah um and it's we, we have to we have to get martin because you know there were three of us for that recording so we have to make you know his schedule is busy our schedules are maybe not as busy but we're, we're all busy yeah. Well, and it's the holiday season. And it's the holiday season. So, yeah. you know, sorry, everybody, that December has been kind of a lean. Um, in the end of November, I think we missed a week for around Thanksgiving time. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were like, super concerned about missing a week. And it was actually because, you know, we usually release one on Thursdays. Yeah. And that Thursday was Thanksgiving. I know. And, and I was like, just tell them. You know, there's not an episode for the holidays. Our ten, our ten listeners will understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I wanted to. Uh, it's important to me to be on a tight schedule. Like we try to get new episodes out on Thursdays, which I totally agree with. Yeah, you know, but but, uh, but yeah, it's 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 the holidays. And, yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll be. You know, we'll try and get back on track now that the holidays are almost here, and then things will get back to a more yeah. normal schedule. Yeah. So okay, um, back. Now that that's over, we can get without to the actual meat of the Without further ado, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tribute episode. Um, I, I love these tribute, you know, style formats. It gives us an opportunity to just talk about a, you know, we can single out one thing and then just kind of go over its history, and uh, you know, and then also like add in like anecdotes of our own. Yeah, and you really introduced me to the Ninja Turtles. You you were a big turtle fan, and uh, and then I just kind of jumped on the bandwagon from there. The Ninja Turtles were just—I mean, obviously they were a sensation for everybody. I mean, it wasn't just me, and I might have introduced you, but like turtles, like they hit. And I guess it was eighty-seven, eighty-eight when the cartoon. Um, uh, yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. 87. Was the, the cartoon. <clears throat> There was that five-part miniseries that hit, and oh my god! Like I saw that first episode, and I was just hooked from the from the jump. There was nothing, anything like it. I mean, and what's interesting too, though, is you did introduce me to it, and we kind of took very different paths. I think where you were more of like that '80s cartoon fan, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. You and I, and we were getting the toys and stuff too. And like I, yeah. I, I got like my first toy was Raphael, and uh, but so then I was like, I want to see where this started, and I started looking up the old comics. How did you find out about that too? Because like it's not like there was the internet, 
And there was no mention of it in the cartoon series. Like, they're not like, by don't. the way, check out the, you know, the graphic novel was very adult oriented. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure how I found out about it and went back to its roots. We were in middle school when this phenomenon hit, weren't we? Yeah, but but yeah, and so by that time though, the old comics were collected in like the graphic novel, which I happened to bring with me here. The old Eastman and Laird graphic uh, novels. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I kind of caught up on those. Uh, there were there were four books of those graphic novels that collected the early Ninja Turtle stories, and so I got caught up on all those that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we said, I, I don't know how I found out really. Yeah, I don't know. it's interesting. I'd be curious to know, like, where where you may, maybe well, you you would go to comic book stores, right? Yeah, occasionally. I did. So maybe yeah, that's where. Yeah, so you found out. I would see it. I yeah. guess you know because it was popular, and so I'd see. Oh, hey, Ninja Turtles, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. I imagine those were really hot books to find when the when the cartoon took you know shape and and it was very interesting to see just the stark difference of like <laughs> like wow oh, these, yeah the nineteen eighty four you know yeah the differences between the nineteen eighty four graphic novel and the nineteen eighty seven cartoon like I mean right off the bat uh like you know violent yeah. <laughs> uh, more adult theme for sure um that it was in black and white right yeah the first issue yeah my graphic novel is colorized but yeah they were black and white but oh yeah and they're like they're just this is right here in particular right here is like on the it's like the second page or something it's like you know who are these guys don't know some kind of freaks but even freaks can bleed yeah. cut them <laughs> yes we can bleed and so can you. And then it's just like a spray of blood. Oh my god, <laughs> it, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, jeez, I can't even imagine. I mean, okay, let's 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 go ahead and say too, like we were probably a little too old for the Ninja Turtles at the time. Yeah, we were middle school. <laughs> we were. Yeah. I say that you're like, what? What? How old were you when you were turned on into Ninja Turtles? And you're like, you might have seen it would be elementary school or whatever it was sixth grade i always remember having that feeling like i should be ashamed that i'm but like yeah by the time we got into toys. eighth grade we were still into them and I, yeah i kind of remember that yeah that it's like yeah we still play with the ninja turtle we weren't toys. We, we wouldn't we're, bring them to school we're getting think. ready to go to high school next year <laughs> but i mean we started in sixth grade yeah that's i mean that's still age appropriate i guess i mean it depends on who you are some kids get into you know more mature things i guess faster than others uh, like my son Logan, I could see him like being out of toys by the time he hits eight. <laughs> He's just so mature, you know. Whereas where I I still go to toy stores, like I, you know, I don't care. Right. I mean, I, I just I always love toys. I still love toys because that's just who I am. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, I mean, isn't it? We're not like no, no, no. We're not playing with put them, them actually. You know, I mean, no, we, just appreciate appreciate. The, yeah, you know. just put them up in a little position, pose them, and then you know, just. Forget about it, really. They just, they look cool. Yeah, they like, look cool. Like little miniature posable statues. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 84. Uh, oh, and let's talk about some of the other differences. Like, they, they all, um, well, they all had the same color. Oh, yeah, they, uh, they all looked like Raphael, basically. They yeah. were all red. Yeah. And um, so it was the 80s cartoon that kind of differentiated differentiated them with colors mm -hmm. and writing a letter on their belt <laughs> oh my gosh yeah 
Yeah, um, and also uh, the foot were people; they weren't robots. And right. the cartoon kind of turned them into robots, for obviously, you know, like. But you know, even in black and white, or just looking at them all with red bandanas, you could still tell who each one was. Not just from their weapons, but like the the you know their belts and whatever would it be like a different design? You could still tell. Cool. Um, I, 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 you know, confession, I've never, I still have never actually read those books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to read for everyone. Chapter one. Story time. Story time. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool, man. If maybe lend these to me and I could check them out and read through. Yeah, I'll leave them here. That's nice of you. Cool. Um, but yeah, the Ninja Turtles were huge. Um, I don't really don't even have in this this podcast. It's not necessary to go over that. Everybody knows how popular they they've remained popular. Uh, there's been a number of reboots in the show. You know, like where some some of the things that we love from childhood would go away for a long time, and then you know, so many years later, would kind of come back. Yeah, I don't think the turtles ever went away. I mean, there would be lulls, but not for very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would. There'd always be like a new Ninja Turtle series, you know. And re- recently on Netflix, I noticed that they had that um, that one series that was came out like I guess after the movies. Did oh, this the Saban the, style or the, the Power yeah, Ranger yeah, style? yeah, yeah. That had like the female Ninja Venus. Turtle. Yeah. So I, I so I watched like the first episode, and that the female one was basically like just in shadows like for the first episode wasn't really introduced yet i but i can't bring myself to watch (laughs) anymore it was terrible i remember when it came out and i was firmly outside of the interest of turtles at that yeah we because we kind of by that time we were older that it was like okay i mean you know i mean we still like turtles and all but we it doesn't. It just like anything. Everything turtles. It's we could tell. Like okay, that looks like garbage. It looks like garbage. Yeah, not the necessarily the highest production quality. Or, right. That's not Jim Henson, you know, style. I mean, for what it was, I guess it was kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, I, it, it had to be expensive. I'm sure, but I just didn't care. Um, there was actually a turtles Power Rangers crossover i think too yes there was i have seen videos and I it must be when saban because saban purchased now i i had no idea at the time i didn't, no, I didn't know either. about it at the time but i've seen it since you want rangers you gotta go through turtles mutants well at least you got that right it's time for some shell shock what are those things i can't believe it but i think they're it's the teenage mutant ninja turtles I really, really resisted the Power Rangers, and I think it might have been just due to my loyalty. It felt like the thing that was replacing Ninja Turtles, yeah, very much so. Um, I saw it a few times, like you know, I was in high school when it was big, and it was just you know, you turn on the TV and it's on, and so you just you're kind of just doing whatever, and it's on in the background. I mean, it was saved by the bell with ninjas. I mean, it should have been something I might have liked. I never really got into it. I, I didn't really care. Yeah, I'm with you there, 100. percent And then, then they, even then, there were spinoffs, even of that. I mean, show. you know, I, I thought the the Pink Ranger, you know, was hot, but mm. other than that, I. Amy Johnson, I think, is her name. Yeah, Amy Joe. Amy Joe. Amy Joe. Yeah. Uh, Amy, Johnson, Amy Joe. Yeah. 
Um, uh, at Johnson, I think. Amy Joe. Johnson. Oh, is it Amy Joe Johnson? Yeah. Okay, okay. So that yeah. I've heard that name so many times, it's it's stuck up in there. Yeah, somewhere. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, but of course, the it, it, everything got like you know out of control for the turtles in '87 when the the syndication started, more or less. You know that show ran for like nine years from from '87 to '96 with that particular cast. Um, with, with, you can, you throw in some Saturday morning shows, you know, they had the CBS like hour long block of Ninja Turtles. So you got them Monday through Friday, then you got them again on Saturday and then you could probably find them again on Sunday, like on Cartoon Express or something. If you were looking. So, I mean, it was, it was around the clock, you know, Ninja Turtles everywhere. And we both loved, you know, everything. I didn't get the graphic novels. Now there, there were like comic books too, right? Like. Straight comic book, yeah, I know there were. Well, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, it's it it started out as the black and white comics, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know the graphic novel is just a collection of those comics, and but then after the cartoon came out, there was also the Archie comics that was based off of the cartoon had its own stories. Mm-hmm. But I never, I didn't ever get any of those though. Oh, you didn't? No, no. Oh. I, didn't. I wonder if they were any good. Might have been okay. I, I think it has its fans. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I never really liked the art style. It, comics for me, it has to grab me with the art first. You're very much the art. And yeah, then, the, the writing is important, but if the art, it not comes there, second place. Though, yeah, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm with you. Like I'm very finicky too when it comes to my art. In fact, we were we were having a conversation upstairs before the show like we were just i mean totally unrelated to turtles but we were talking about the rankin bass and that style yeah and then you were like well i i think of them as like the hobbit cartoons and i was right. like oh well i always think of them as the, like stop motion christmas you know rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and, yeah and i didn't even realize really it was the same people but my point was like i couldn't i didn't like that hobbit cartoon because i didn't like the art style at all right and I think it's just a product of the seventies. Seventies like kind of trippy, kind of very trippy. Yeah. Um. It just I don't know. It kind of frightened me as a kid. Well, and they, there, there was something about the style too. Like it's everything was like, ugly. Yeah, like all the people are kind of wrinkly looking or something. I oh, don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a very attractive time for cartoons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as well, I'm like that too with like cartoons now, like IDW, like certain IDW artists when they would bring out like runs of familiar things that we loved as kids like tr- i remember when tr- when they started doing transformers comics and how beautiful the- certain artists were and you know like there'd be like ghostbusters and you name it they would you know, idw would, mm-hmm. would have a run of that um but back back to what we were more familiar with uh we we loved the the, the toys like you got you know the toys like right here leonardo michelangelo donatello Raphael. everybody knows like you know they they're named after Renaissance painters or something. In fact, I think which one was it? Donatello was going to be named something else, but it didn't end in an O, so they changed their mind. He was going to be like another Renaissance guy. Oh yeah, I hadn't heard that. Just because it didn't end in an O. It, yeah, because it didn't end in an O. They Raphael went, doesn't end in an O. Oh well, that doesn't make sense at all. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I try to have my factoids, but that that would be a stupid factoid. I'm pulling that one back. That's a retractoid right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, oh, hmm, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, like, when I was reading about, you know, Kevin and Laird. I mean, let's let's talk a bit more too about why the turtles are a thing. I mean, they really kind of turned out to be 
a parody in many ways of oh, things yeah. that they and, love. Yeah, and it has connections with Daredevil. There's your factoid right there. Yeah, the the hand instead of the foot. They, you know, like there's that organization in the Daredevil yeah, comics of the stick hand. And stick and splinter. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Um. So that that's really kind of cool. And in fact, oh gosh, um, I don't have this written down, but I want to say that there's an actual canon connection between. The canister that blinded Murdoch. Yeah, they they very much patterned how that whole origin story of the turtles with the same event that mm-hmm. uh, blinded Daredevil. Yeah, so like uh, the canister that blinded you know Daredevil was this you know the ooze or whatever that mutated Splinter yeah. and the turtles. So yeah, they very purposefully made, recreated that scene like from a different angle, basically. Yeah, so those um, those guys just became rich beyond their wildest imagina- imaginations. Just and and those initial drawings were very very different than yeah. what you see nowadays. You know, they looked more like turtles. Yeah, we'll have to pull one of those. Up. Yeah, I'll I'll have some video uh, some imagery of that those original first drawings that they, you know, that they did that you know that's worth a lot of money. I, I see those guys. One of them showed up on this show, Comic Book Men, that I like to watch. It's a Kevin Smith show. Right. And uh, one of the guys had that, like, a in a briefcase, the original artwork of the Turtles. Because apparently, you know, one of the guys would draw something. He's like, this is funny. Check this out. And then the other guy would kind of one-up him and make it a little sillier and right. add a little something. And then the other guy would be like, oh, well, check this out. And, you know, like, or, or you know, one guy would say, well, let's make them ninjas yeah, or not ninjas, but teenagers or something like that. Like it, it was this back and forth process that just sort of took shape. And I mean, you you could very easily imagine a couple of friends coming to this. I mean, I you know we we all do it. You know, we we'll make a personal make a joke, and then another person will one up that person. But right. their thing made millions of dollars. Right, right. It just turned into you just, this you never know. thing. Um, I, I know that um, apparently one of them is not a big fan of the cartoon series like they. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. They, in fact, um, let's see. Uh, Wolf is it Wolf or something like that? That was the original distributors of the show. They actually sued Eastman and Laird for part of their fortune, um, claiming that the reason that they're so popular was all of the decisions that they made, mm. the things that you know the original creators weren't so crazy about. The changing up the like differences in the way they like the different color masks right, right. and their personalities like being kind of cartooned and goofied up. Um, it, it's those decisions that, and they're I don't think they're wrong, that made them as popular as what they were. So right. it's so yeah they they I think they got a large sum of money from them. And they're all still like crazy rich, every one of them. Um, but you know it, it's and it's it's odd too because. I don't know about you, but when I think of like corporations and in suits and boardrooms and meetings, they're messing things up by making these choices. But in this case, they kind of made it what it was. Right. Yeah. And even though I do appreciate its origins, it's like you said, for me personally, it was that I ran with like the eighties cartoon, that shtick, you know, like pizza, like pizza was my everything, you know, right. right. Uh, Michelangelo's goofiness. Like that was very much who I identified with. Right. Um, and the the mutants were very silly. Shredder was kind of a goofball. Uh, Krang that was a totally original concept, you know, for the, the show, I believe. Well, not so much, not 
totally original. There, there were uh, aliens that looked like Krang. There was a Dimension uh, X, though, right? Neutrons, or I forget the name. Neutrinos. Exactly. Well, uh, neutrinos are something different. Oh, okay. But, um, but there, there was an alien that Krang is based off of. There wasn't a character named Krang. Yeah. But, but there was definitely aliens that he was based off of. And there, there was no Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. That was definitely the 80s cartoon. Yeah. And that was just very silly, and I loved all of that. And then we got, uh, out of nowhere, this amazing movie in 1990. Which, interestingly enough, hey, I don't know how much you knew, but that first live-action movie, very, very closely patterned off of the first comic. I, I've heard about I've heard that. Uh, I since I had never read the comic, obviously I couldn't I couldn't sit and tell you where those parallels are. Yeah. But um, Eastman and Lair, they were very involved with the first one, and apparently, again, they really don't like the second one. And there's there's mixes of later comics also, but most of the movie is pretty much that first comic. And I love that first one. Like when we did our superheroes. Uh, episode you know way back i put tmnt on my you know top my favorite five or whatever just because i really believe that stands out as a comic book movie you know yeah i mean yeah everything like marvel is legit and great and i love those movies a lot and i'll admit that there's aspects of the 90s movie that feel kind of dated and cheesy but those those suits looked amazing they looked great, yeah. and they were they were different than the cartoon, you know. I love the voices. I hell, I even loved the, you know, uh, oh gosh, Donatello, uh, <laughs> Corey Feldman, who's supposed to be kind of like the Donatello's sort of supposed to be like the nerdy, you know, shyish, you know, kind of tech whiz. But they made, I mean, Corey Feldman of all people was the voice, right. and if uh, nowadays. And that, that would have been a casting decision that I would have absolutely hated as an, an adult. But as a kid, I, I knew who Corey Feldman was, but it didn't... Well, I'll tell you what, back up even further. Internet culture being the way it is today, I didn't even probably know that Corey Feldman was the well, voice. Well, that's what I was going to like be ashamed to say is like, I had no idea. You know, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've heard since that, oh, that's what it was? Wow, I didn't know that. But, yeah, oh, it's very I, Corey Feldman. I had, I had no idea at the time. Professor and Marianne, happily ever after. <laughs> no way, Atomic Mouth. Gilgan was her main man. They'd be married and have six kids by now. Uh, man, Gilgan was a geek, Barfaroni. You're the geek, Camel Breath. The dome head. <laughs> L flips. Um, I, I remember like listening to him and just, maybe, and, you know, there was no IMDb that I could hop on instantly and go, who's that voice? But like, he was. It's a very distinct voice, and they right. didn't go with the voices from the cartoon, which is interesting. You know, they they had different you know people cast, and um, but you know, I I don't have a whole lot of facts on like those actors and those voices, but they are different. Mm-hmm. Like the guy who's the person who voices Michelangelo, I don't think it's the same actor that voiced Michelangelo in the cartoons. No, I don't think so. Um, but they they worked really well. I do know that um, the actor who voiced uh, Splinter. In the first two movies, is the guy who voices Elmo. What really, Kevin yeah. Clash? Yep. <laughs> There's your factoid. Blow your mind. Uh, that I did not know. Yeah, very much the same guy. Uh, um, so yeah, that that 
that's really crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to that original movie. That was an event, dude. That that was up there with like '89 Batman. You know, we we were at that age. We were starting to like go to movies and kind of being a thing. Right. Um, and I want to say we went to see the movie as like friends. You know, like I, I don't remember who took us. Well, your mom did. Was it my mom? Oh yeah, I remember. <clears throat> okay. She dropped us off at the movie theater. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> well, we went with your mom on the second one, didn't we? Because Ruth was with us. I remember. I think I want to say like really? your mom and Ruth were like watching the Secret of the U's like in the back of the theater. You sure? Yeah. Ruth, back me up on this. <laughs> I I would have said your mom for that one too. <laughs> no, yeah, because I remember like Ruth commenting about the whole like you know I made a funny like she she thought that was cute I guess at the time. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, but you know I believe you one because my mom did drop us off I guess a lot going to the movies and yeah. do our thing. She didn't sit with us. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, she she took off. Yeah. Um, yeah, like just be, was there anyone else with us at the time? Did we go see that with another group of friends? Or? I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, that that movie was totally unexpected. I, I guess we saw commercials for it and kind of had an inkling of what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in magazines, maybe there was I, a picture the, too. the very first time I'd ever heard it was coming out was like in Nintendo Power of all places. And I remember that there's like a picture of it, and I'm thinking like. How how is a Ninja Turtle live action movie? How is that even gonna work? But mm-hmm. it did. <laughs> it it worked great. Um, and the Jim Henson and you know so one of the last things that Jim Henson was alive for, you know, he died of cancer very shortly after the. He died in between, I think, the first and the second movie. Oh wow! I I if I would have guessed, I would have thought he was already dead. No, he he was very much alive through the first movie, and I I want to say he might have died like right around. Like, maybe when they were shooting the second movie, he passed away. Mm, yeah, because I, I remember just huge shocker when he did die. But, yeah, yeah I, th- I thought that already happened, really. I was very just very sad to hear that his his creature shop recently closed down, didn't it? Oh, they really? Their, oh, I didn't know I that. think they closed their doors like a year or two ago. Oh, that's a shame. It is. But, you know, they so they had the suits, the actors in the big suits, and then they would have several people, like, running the uh, animatronics of the mouth. And uh, apparently, like, it took, like, three or four people to animate Splinter. You know, they, they do, like, these live-action movies of, like, cartoons and whatnot, like, all the time now. And, mm. and you know, mo- it's more, like, CG and whatnot now. Yeah, they, they run around, but, they got the balls on them and stuff, you know, yeah. the, for the motion capture. I- but, uh, you know, at that time, it was, like, like a shock. Like, what? Well, what Are do we have? Howard the Duck at that point? I mean, that was one of the few instances. And it wasn't a little person. It was, like... I mean, they were shorter, granted, but they, you know, they they, they were actual martial artists in there who who were actors. In fact, oh, yeah, all yeah. of those actors had little cameos in the movie at one point. Yeah, I want to say like Raphael was in the cab, I think, uh, in, in a cab, or I don't know. I, I'm not gonna say because then people will be mad if I get it wrong. But <laughs> all all of the turtles at one point. Well, I think the guy who was acting as Michelangelo was the pizza, the pizza guy in the beginning when Mikey, like, he hands him over the pizza. Oh, I want to yeah. say maybe that was that actor. Um, but anyways, yeah, they had bit cameos. Um, but yeah, you know, and it was like 200 degrees in those costumes. You know, like, I'd, you'd see, like, black and white photos from the set, you know, like, and apparently, like, the actor who was Raphael was very, very claustrophobic, so they would have to, you know, like, every scene, you know, you'd have to take the thing off. 
Right. You know, like he couldn't act for very long in it or he would start panicking. So, yeah, they, nowadays you're, you're right. I mean, it would be CG a lot. You know, they, the actors themselves would be, you know, covered in suits. And then, you know, like they, they would put ball, like then they would just get Andy Circus to do everything. <laughs> you know, like that guy's like the master of, of motion cap performance uh, and everything. And he, he's awesome. I love that guy. Uh, but yeah, back then it was all like, you know, practical effects. I miss practical effects like crazy. Yeah. You know, I wish they're. I know they've been really making a big deal about look at all the practical effects, like for Jurassic World and, you know, in Star Wars. It was a big deal. Yeah, I remember J.J. Abrams, there was a big, big, big yeah. uh, emphasis on how much they were going back to practical because Lucas filmed every single one of the prequels on a green screen, basically. Like the entirety of the movie is on a green screen. Right, right. Have you ever seen like the the videos, the making of videos, and it's just the whole room is green. They're yes, acting in. It I, looks ridiculous. I've seen like stills and whatnot, and it, yeah, it's just green. <laughs> it's just a giant. So green there'll room. be like you know like a platform of like you know whatever just, they're they're standing on. And yeah. Like a prop here and there, and everything else is green. Everything is green, and then they're all attached to cables and stuff. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Right? But, you know, but, but practical has its place. I mean, and that movie was right around pre the big CG wave of movies coming through. So, and it, and it looked awesome. And and I like, too, that, you know, they there was, like, swear words in it a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, like, Raphael, like, screams out, damn, at some point. <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's saying that. But he might, you know, they might have spoke like that in the graphic novels, for all I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that that was a big big deal, and then of course like they didn't wait long. Oh, factoid on that, that was the highest grossing independent film of all time. Like that that movie made buku dollars, mm. and it it be it remained the top grossing independent film of all time until Pulp Fiction knocked it off like some years later. Um, but it was just a huge huge success. So you know like the sequel came out, they like doubled the budget, and then they got they, I think. With more money, obviously, the more money is involved, the more people get opinion. Like their opinions are going to be heard, and notes are going to be made. Executives are going to make decisions. It's kind of like the cartoon, you know. Like, well, we're spending a lot of money on this cartoon. We're going to make all these decisions. So they kind of did that with. There, there was a noticeable bit of silliness in Secret of the Use. Oh man, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're babies. <laughs> Babies! At the time, we were like, oh, gosh. Yeah, okay, so uh, we're moving on to Secret of the Use now, then? Yeah, we're moving okay. on to Secret of the yeah. Use. Well, let, uh, me, let me just start with that. Like, when you're, we first saw the trailers for that, it was like this huge rush of excitement because you in the trailer, they tease that there's going to be two like new mutant enemies for mm -hmm. the turtles to fight exactly and we're like yes finally bebop we're getting... and rocksteady yeah. no toka and razor yeah and they were kind of cool i guess yeah i mean i guess they were kind of cool i mean but... once you get over the initial disappointment but w w it's just another one of those examples of why when you already have this perfectly good material to work from do you go and not use it and create your own thing and anyway i think the obvious answer to that would be to make more money on toys you know they probably were going to sell all the bebop and rocksteady toys they were gonna at that point so they 
I, I mean, they, I'm just making. They made a new line of toys You're right. specifically for the movie. Yes. So there's like the movie version of the yeah. turtles and whatnot. They could have done the same thing for Bebop. Yeah, and it's funny too because Playmates they they didn't want to make specific action you know figures for the first movie because they thought it was a little too dark. Yeah. But you know, and that that's another reason why they lightened it up too is the influence of Playmates. They're like, we'll make toys if you lighten the mood of the movie a bit, lighten the tone. And you'll notice, like, the turtles never really use their weapons against anybody. They're always, like, whipping down cull cuts. And, yeah. You know, like, one point Donatello's acting like a, one of those clown things, you know. It's just real, it's all slapsticky and silly. Yeah. Uh, and then the costumes were modified a little bit. They still look nice. And then, of course, you got Vanilla Ice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the yeah. Ninja Rap. The Ninja Rap. <laughs> yeah, which I, I admittedly still kind of love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had that on one of my playlists, and, and we were waiting at the bus stop, and Logan had heard it in the car, and he was just like, go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Go, Ninja, go. <laughs> I'm like, that still works? Really? <laughs> I had no influence on the kid whatsoever. It's not like I was like, yeah, kid, this is the way it used This was a jam back in the day. He just, like, it was just a new song to him. He liked it, so you that's know, cool. Props to Vanilla Ice, and he is very proud of that. By the way, too, like he said at one point, like that's one of the most proud moments of his career, like really? being in that movie and making <laughs> that song, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat, especially for a guy who like struggled with like you know being a poser. You you wouldn't think he would say like, oh yeah, Ninja Turtles, I love it, uh, but he did. Um, Let's see. Uh, so, Secret of the Use was a hit. It was a big hit, not as big as the first one, since it cost more money. It didn't make as much money as the first. Um, there, there may or may not be a sequel, uh, and the, there was. The, so, Ninja Turtles three came out, and it was never even on my radar. I didn't even know it existed until home video. I think I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. Ironically enough, Eastman and Laird liked that version. You know, they, they hated the second one. They liked the third one okay, which is really funny because it's goofy too. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, they go back. Well, they, they have that scepter, like time travel scepter thing or whatever. Yeah. And they, they actually had continuity too because, like, I, one thing I didn't like about the first and second Turtles movie, like, they switched up April O'Neil's, which I hate they do when they do that in any movie nowadays. But what? I think that they use the same April in the second and third movie. I was going to say, isn't April different in every movie? I don't remember. I think she's the same in the second and the third. And uh, maybe Casey's the same actor as the Casey from the first one, too. Like, I don't, I think I've seen it like once, too. And it just didn't jive with me at all. I want him to be in New York. I want to be in the sewers. I, I want him like skateboarding in, like, you know, I, that's how I love my turtles. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting because, you know, I, I like. You know the Japanese culture and the samurai and everything, but yeah, I don't. I need to watch that movie again just to see what I think now, because I just remember not really caring about it. Oh, and that Corey Feldman returned as Donatello in the third one too. Oh yeah, yeah. So it had some things going for it, but it's just it's so funny that you know, and that came out in '93, and by then I was like in high school and. I was more of like into Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy and stuff at that time. Right. <laughs> so Turtles, it just really wasn't on my radar as much anymore. Um, but it it made some money, and if you if you adjust for inflation, it actually outgrosses that Out of the Shadows movie. 
Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, which I actually liked. I, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It gave us Bebop. I liked Rocksteady. it better than the first Ninja Turtle reboot. Well, actually, I guess it's like the second reboot. I don't know, because there was that CGI movie, too. Yeah, well, let, we'll talk about the CGI movie, the one that came out in 90, no, wait, uh, 2007, which I think is actually a really good movie. Yeah, I like it. It was very different. I mean, there, you know, there's no Shredder and kind of expected Shredder, but there's mm-hmm. no Shredder. Um, they they got the blessing of uh, you know Eastman and Laird. Uh, they they actually came on and were like I think producers of some kind. With the the one thing that they said that were like we'll we'll help you if they're in their factoid their condition was no celebrity casting for the voices. Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting. Like, because, you know, you have Sarah Michelle Geller was April. Chris Evans was Casey. Um, and then you have Patrick Stewart was the voice of the uh, the villain, I guess. Right. You'd call him the villain. And uh, Kevin Smith, I think, had, a, like, a little part in it. So they, they had celebrities doing voices, but they were like, you, you can't cast a celebrity as any of the voices of the Turtles. And I thought that those actors did a really good job. And... Can we talk about the the struggle like that the rivalry between Leonardo and Raphael that kind of kicked up in these movies? You are so smug. You know that? You think the world revolves around you, don't you? That we couldn't possibly survive without the mighty and powerful Leonardo to guide us through our problems, huh? Well, I got a news flash for you. We got along just fine without you. Oh, and this qualifies as just fine? Dressing up like it's Halloween every night? Risking the safety of our family? I mean, come on, what were you thinking? That's something that never really existed in the cartoon. Yeah, it, it it's like a huge thing now that there's always like this, uh, they're always button heads. Yeah, there's a tension and now always between those two. I, I'm trying to remember if, there was such a thing in the original comics or not, because I, I kind of want to say there was maybe a little bit, but yeah, definitely not in the 80s cartoon at all. Well, we've gotten all the way up to this point without really mentioning the personalities of the Turtles. I guess it'd be a good time to talk about their personalities. You kind of mentioned Michelangelo. Yeah, Michelangelo. And, well, yeah, you mentioned Michelangelo and Donatello, so Leonardo and uh, Raphael the only ones really you didn't. Raphael is the hothead. He's right. kind of the strong, silent type. Uh, and then Leonardo's kind of, you know, he's the leader. So, you know, Raphael would be the one to, to challenge authority. It makes sense that he would butt heads with Leonardo. Mm-hmm. So, And I kind of dig that, you know, it, it makes them like family, more like family. Teenagers are going to fight. Brothers are going to fight. So, I, but it, it does get to be kind of an old hand you know like they do it so much what was it the the cartoon in the song say about him that Raphael is cool i think but rude but yeah cool but rude yeah. right right yeah because like everybody else it's like well, donatello does Le- machines leonardo leads donatello yeah. does machines michelangelo's a party dude yeah yeah so but yeah so he he and he always had a bit of a edge to him in the cartoons you know but there but it was everybody was a bit soft too like he he definitely like in the the first live action movie he was definitely the hothead and mm-hmm. kind of stormed off by himself because that's yeah. A, yeah he and Casey always kind of kind of got along because of that yeah and, they, they and, had and that was in the comics I think that was in the original comics cool I loved Casey in the movie too the ninety movie I thought the, that actor was really good yeah um, 
And uh, I, I was actually surprised to learn that Chris Evans was the voice of Casey Jones. And uh, when I was like researching stuff, like I didn't realize that Chris Evans. Yeah, when you said it just now, I didn't know. That. Yeah, I, I knew. I about can hear Sarah it. In Michelle this, Geller. I can hear it now because it plays a lot on cable. You know, I hear it quite a bit. You know, or I see it on TV quite a bit recently. Yeah. But I, I really dug that movie. That was pretty good. I thought the story was cool. I thought it looked real good. And it kind of like sort of vaguely ties into the original three movies. In a bit. Yeah, like at the end of it, there's that time scepter that you were talking about from Ninja Turtles 3. Mm-hmm. And it, Shredder's, I think, um, helmet is yeah. up on a shelf. Right. So it, it's in that like that same timeline as the first three live action movies. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so um, it, it was a very like fan friendly, I think, film. And I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. I wasn't expecting to like it, but I liked it. Uh, so I want to say right around that time is now that there was a second animated run. So the first one went from like 87 to 96, like I said. Then there was that one season of the live action thing that you were the talking about. The next mutation. Next mutation. That ran for just one season. And then I want to say, let's see. Um... Well, there there was so when was like the reboot? Two thousand three was when Fox came back again with yeah. another series. So so that that was the lull was between like ninety seven and two thousand three. Yeah, I think because right. I knew there was a little bit of a lull, and then it was like, oh, Ninja Turtles are coming back. I never watched that second iteration either, though. Like, it, I probably checked it out out of curiosity a handful of times because they they were it was again it was that big. Like He Man, I remember like they rebooted He Man. They did, yeah. Around that time, mm-hmm. they were rebooting a lot of our childhood, like you know, love, beloved series. Mm-hmm. So naturally, Turtles would be in that in the mix, and it went for a, a whole 156 episodes. I uh, I did not see all of them, but I was pretty good about um, watching like the first, like you know, I, I don't know how many, but you know, I I, I was. And it, it's during that time too, where you know, and you didn't. Everybody didn't have like a DVR or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so from two thousand three to two thousand nine, you had and there, you know, there's no Netflix, so you had to like run down at that time and turn on the TV and watch. Even like YouTube, like you couldn't time. get whole like seasons of shows like, easily, like you can on YouTube. Yeah, and so I I remember like making a point to like, oh, it's time for the new Ninja Turtles, and you know, so I'd go and try to watch that so how closely did they follow that formula of the original cartoon then since you've watched it clearly more times than it, i have it was a, it, it was more of a mesh of the original comics and oh, the yeah? cartoons um like like baxter baxter stockman for instance like the whole thing with april and baxter stockman was very much like the comics that April worked for Baxter and wasn't like a news reporter like she was. In oh yeah, let's talk cartoon. about that. April sort of be, she went from like an antiques collector in the original comics, right? Well, it, but it, I mean, she was she was smart like Donatello because uh-huh. I mean, she worked in Baxter Stockman's lab. But she then went, right, that, she was a lab technician. Yeah, and and then like after the whole thing with the Mousers went down, that then she uh, started. Uh, living slash working at her like mom and dad's like old consignment shop or whatever like an antique shop or whatever and uh, that's where that came from gotcha well because she became like an antiques dealer in that 2007 cg movie 
So like she kind of stepped out. Like she went from that to the news reporter. And the reason that they made her a news reporter, one of the writers made this, you know, clear of the original run of this cartoon said, well, well, yeah, we made her a news reporter because that gave the turtles access to like what was going down, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like nowadays they would have access to the internet or whatever, you know, they, they wouldn't need that type of connection, but April was very necessary to be a news reporter for that reason. Like she was like their connection to information basically. But, uh, and they, they also, Baxter Stockman was very much more like he originally was a black man. Yeah, than right. He crazy was crazy white guy. Yeah, yeah. And I like, well, they got Tyler Perry to play him in the reboot or whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, he didn't bother me all that much. He, he's kind of goofy and silly. And I, I don't know, like, how much he's like that in the comics. Like, I get the feeling he wasn't very silly in and the comics. I have no idea, like, where the fly mutation came from. That wasn't in the comics at all. They got mutate mutation happy, didn't they? Yeah. Was, I guess to sell the toys. I don't know. Yeah. Like, there never was like a human version of Baxter though that they sold. Was there? No, no, not in the. I would have bought it. Toys. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, he was only human for like that couple episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, just like that. Uh, that week long kind of introduction pilot kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, and one thing about that second run long run series was that I found interesting was um, it got to go out um, on its own terms. Like there was an end, a conclusion to the series. Like, I don't think any of the other series had like a conclusion, you know, like a lot of shows, especially cartoons just sort of end. Yeah. I didn't know it had a conclusion. Yeah. There was a movie, a full length movie that they released where I think there was even a crossover between like the old turtles. Oh, you're talking about the, the, the rebooted cartoon. Uh huh. Oh yeah. That one I didn't know had a conclusion. Um, but yeah, that, that one had a conclusion and it's very, a very interesting concept too. Where they... I haven't really seen the whole thing of that, but I did catch like bits and pieces of it and it was pretty cool. Even like the different, like black and white turtles. Yeah. In the comics yeah. The graphic novel the style. The 80s turtles and it had bebop and rocksteady yeah. from the 80s cartoon and I, now i didn't know that that was at the time when that was going on i if i had known they were doing that i would have looked for it yeah i want to go back and look for that i've seen youtube clips of it and it looks cool yeah that that's something else i'd like to be able to kind of look up and and watch that yeah all the way through so um it it, it just feels to me like they were really like uh, catering to the old school fans like they were trying to give everybody a little something mm-hmm. so yeah so that ran for a while and then by the time that ended uh nickelodeon i think bought them and that's when they got involved with like michael bay and they brought it back for like a third time um the that well for starters there's the uh cartoon the, the like the computer generated style cartoon you know and when movie. i first saw that you know, because every time they reboot it, it's a different style. Yeah. And they, when I first saw it, I didn't think I liked it, but it's grown on me. And I, I like it a I, lot. I really like it. Yeah. I I really enjoy the writing. I think there's good stories. Uh, you know, with with like you said, so many different changes in animation style. It's like the Ducktales cartoon. And, and like this you gotta, one, you got to adjust to it a little bit. This one, you know, even differentiated the turtles even more so than any of the others have. Because the others, 
like you know they'd have the different color bandanas they'd also have kind of different colored green skin tones mm -hmm. but this one they were they, but they were all basically still the exact same height and looked exactly the same otherwise right, right. but this they even all are like different height they mm -hmm. look different yeah yeah you know, michelangelo he he looks younger he's got like the freckles yeah, you know and it's yeah, just kind of totally. cuter looking right and, and he's uh, supposed to be the youngest one so yeah you know. and Raphael's got like that crack like in his shell because he's always getting you know kicked around and, yeah you know he's always getting in a fight and stuff i, I think it's pretty good i, I now that i've seen probably the most of, of all the non-original cartoons it's the one i've seen the most of yeah and it's still going now. Um, I like it too that the voice of, or is it is it the voice the old voice of Raphael is now the voice of Donatello from the cartoons? Oh, the uh, voice actor, I mean. Yes. Or is it, or is it the old Donatello uh, is now Raphael? I think it's the. Oh no! Yeah, I think Donatello is Raphael. I forget. Yeah, but there, but so there's that kind of connection and that thread, and he he sounds great. He sounds just exactly the same, but he's playing a different character. Right, and he's yeah. got that sound to him. Um, you know, one thing that I thought was very really strange, and I, I never really understood, is just how young April looked in the CG cartoon, the yeah. Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah, she does but look pretty young. I guess though, I I keep thinking like well i mean the turtles are teenagers and i guess you know she's a teenager and then uh, i don't well, know she was so much more of an adult like well it's just what happens when you get a little older too like you see like teenagers as younger looking but they also made those characters adult characters when we were kids but yeah i mean a april always was an adult like even in the comics she worked for baxter stockman she you know she was an adult in the cartoon True. she was a news reporter she was an adult yeah so yeah i don't know so when you know having that kid version of april it was <laughs> kind of jarring yeah and, but i don't know i mean it's cool so they have that, and then you know they weren't going to settle on just that. You know they 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 rebooted the toy line. There's like a whole new line of toys. I guess Playmates still does. I... Oh yeah, I'm not sure who the, what the company is that does them. I don't know. They look cool. I mean, they look just like representations of the cartoon that's out now. You know, I like the way they look. Um, and and but but they also made the movies. So in comes it's not a Michael Bay directed movie, but he's a producer on the movies. So like they have that feel. So they, you know what they do to the Transformers movies? You have that concern. Yeah, and that I gonna... do not like the looks of <laughs> <laughs> the Bay Ninja Turtle movies. They are weird looking. The lips and just they're giant. They're huge. I mean, the turtles are supposed to be like five foot tall or something. Yeah, and they look like they're rolling around in a junkyard or something too. Like they all, they all have they have all this like little, you know, jewel like not jewelry, but they're, they're wearing all this crap around their necks. Yeah. And, you know, like it, it just. It's such a departure from the things we loved. You know, they... <sighs> MC Mikey. MC Ricky Ricky. Just, I don't like it. I don't like it. And, but I remember seeing it and like thinking it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was per totally prepared for it to be a bad movie. 
And, you know, of course, they get Megan Fox came in to be April O'Neil, completely, totally hot. And, like, you know, like, you were really kind of laughing about how, like, they went to great lengths to show her sides. (laughs) (laughs) Her whatever, you know, like. She's like hanging out of a window. Oh yeah, point. like in the first movie, where it's, yeah, yeah, and like Vern's like, yeah, yeah, that's at her it. Butt. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's just like you know, so like he's getting a a, a full on look, and we are treated to the same point of view. Yeah, in the second movie, you get the nice little like schoolgirl or uniform. Oh yeah, so yeah. dumb. Like yeah, she's like interviewing Baxter. We're not. She's not interviewing. She's trying to get like codes or something from his electronic device. Yeah. And then yeah, she just so there's like all these like little pieces of a schoolgirl uniform like here and there. So she's like walking yeah, so away. And she's like stripping away her regular clothes to put on. Skirt yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, part of me's like I like this, but the other part of me's like I I I should be hating this. this right. Is, right. This is so it's stupid. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah, I'm I'm such a male. Like I should <laughs> like whatever. I know you know what I'm talking about. I do. It's like, all right. And she wasn't it's like hot, a, but come on. It's, it's hot, but it doesn't have a place here, man. It just doesn't belong. You know, like, like Michael Bay was for sure like standing off camera, going like two thumbs up. <laughs> right. you know, like, yeah. that's my boy. Whoever it is that directed those movies, I mean, he's for sure a Michael Bay, you know, understudy. And did not like. The way Shredder looked. Oh, I thought you were all. gonna say Casey. I thought you were gonna go right into the Casey. How he's like a cop. Oh, how yeah, how he's a cop. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's a cop trying to be like this hotshot detective. Uh, he wants to make detective. That's the thing. It's like Bebop and Rocksteady were the only things really I liked about that. Movie. I loved Bebop and Rocksteady. They were and, perfectly. And goofy. Krang was okay. I didn't like um, Brad Garrett's voice as crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was that was a little distracting. Yeah, I, I want to say they were going with an actor who was gonna try and be more like the cartoon, which would have fit the. Because well, let's let's back go back to the first movie. The first movie, um, p- there were things that people liked about it, and but when this, but there were things that weren't great either. The second movie that I started hearing about all this stuff they were going to do, like there's going to be the Technodrome, there's going to be Bebop and Rocksteady, uh, there's going to be Casey, and you know, like so they're like we're we're going to make it a lot like the cartoon. Like I kept hearing stuff like that, it got me really excited. Right. And then you see, of course, the trailer and Bebop and Rocksteady are on full display and they look pretty cool. Yeah, they they were well done. But the guy and and another thing too was the actor who was Casey, is the actor who portrays the main. Uh, uh, he's like in that show Arrow. I want to say he's like the main character, like the protagonist in the show Arrow, that DC comic. Yeah, I, I don't. Watch I don't it. watch it, but I think that's him. So I'm like, okay, well, clearly this guy's got some martial arts skills or whatever. But he's just this whiny cop who, you know, mm. who straps on skates at one point. It didn't like, make any sense. It didn't make any sense, man. They they really messed that up. The the Bebop and Rocksteady elements were cool. You're right. Shredder didn't work for me on any either one. Mm. The the Shredder costume with the metal. Uh, I mean, he was like a robot or something. I don't. Yeah, that that was one thing when I saw the first trailer for the remake, the first one that was coming out. We'd see those images of Shredder and how just how many knives and stuff were on him. He just looked. He looked like Super Shredder, kind of. Yeah, I don't. I, I like. 
the simplicity of that classic Shredder costume, like from the first comic. Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyway, so like the uh, as much money as the first remake, Michael Bay remake made, the second one was a pretty big flop. So they'll they'll probably not make a third movie in that trilogy, and they'll they'll sit on the property. It'll never go away. It's like a Batman franchise. Like they're it's yeah. just too profitable. They'll it'll they'll they'll do something. They'll do it until they stop making a lot of money, and then they'll sit on it for a year, and then they'll retool, and then they'll come out with something else. And it'd be nice if they could just keep like Michael Bay just needs to be like shipped away. You know, like I don't want to hear him making any more Transformers. Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think he's the producer on that Bumblebee movie. Like, I keep hearing about this Bumblebee movie, and I'm kind of, like, optimistic about I'll it. watch it, but I'm not optimistic. I'm not anything about it. I'll but watch it. It's set in the 80s. Yeah. He is, a, he is a bug. We'll see. John Cena is the main character, which uh, I think he can be funny. I don't think he's a leading man in any way, shape, or form. You know? Uh, so, like, I, I'm kind of concerned, but... I would like it if they just misdirected Michael Bay. Like if they like told him they were filming the movie on a certain schedule and then make it. And then, you know, like he shows up when they say, and they're like, Oh, we already wrapped. Oh, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. It's like, Oh, but I gotta have hot girls and stuff and goofball explosions. And the, oh my God. Explosions. But the guy who directed Kubo and the two strings, like the, the director is promising. So, you know, I, I, I have like Kubo. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. So I have I have hope. So we'll see. And you know maybe maybe they'll get that franchise in the hands of some other creative types um, with turtles and then give them another shot, which I, I suspect they will. Um, so that kind of covers the uh, movies. Uh, there was the games, of course, were a lot of fun. Um, the arcades. Were I fantastic. never, you know, I never did play that. The one game that was like the same people that made that Transformers game. Oh, the Platinum um, guys. Yeah. It's bad. You never played it. I thought you tried it. Well, you and I tried to play, um, you know, online. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you were. It was at your so house, broken we couldn't even house. get connected. Yeah, and we couldn't ever get connected. And um, so then I just I never even. Tried. I guess I, I was waiting to play with you, and that never happened, and so then I just never played it. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Logan got too impatient. Like I was trying to like wait to play, and we tried at that time, and it didn't work out. And he was just like, "I want to, I want to play, I want to play." But I think like watching him play it and get frustrated with it like totally zapped my enthusiasm to play it. Yeah. And I ended up, I think, selling it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's total garbage. Is it? Uh, it kind of looks. The cool. Transformer movie was a movie, a game was. Pretty cool. Devastation's I, fun. I never did beat it. Me neither, but, it, but it's but what it you fun. wanted. Yeah. It had all those visuals from the G1 era. You could play as a lot of the characters. Like, all the models looked really good. Yeah, I will admit, though, it, well, I mean, we're not talking about Transformers. I know. But, we're allowed. Uh, yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get sidetracked a little bit. Mm, that, we do that. That uh, very early on, like... The first board, you fight Devastator, and I do remember getting real frustrated with that because I just I couldn't beat him. I couldn't beat him, and then finally I figured out like kind of a pattern to like do combos, and then you kind of back away, do the combo again, uh-huh. and started doing that combo, and okay, now I beat him. But I remember getting super super frustrated with that, and yeah. um, I don't know, maybe Ninja Turtles is like that. Uh. 
it it's a lot of like go here, go there. You know, like there's waypoints and it'll make you go to different parts, like checkpoints of the city. Well, Transformers did yeah, that too. But I guess it was a little more fun too, so you don't mind so much that you're backtracking and doing a lot of that. I, I do like in the Transformers. I remember kind of getting kind of bored. Like, yeah. now go here. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, just imagine that, but like the game, it's not any fun. Okay. <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, it's 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 repetitive, but you're along for the ride because you don't know who you, you might get to play as Optimus Prime or Bumblebee, or you don't know what kind of, you know, like, or you get to play as Grimlock even. Like, you don't know what kind of wrinkle they're going to continue to throw into it, make it a little fresh. Like, you really don't do that in the Turtles movie. Oh, um, yeah, okay. It, it's just, it's no fun. But uh, the, but there were some good Turtles games that came out. You know, there were the two arcade games that were really phenomenal. There was the... Oh, uh, we, we've spoken on the Ninja Turtle arcade to, games to many great times. Links, <laughs> yeah. The NES game, very hard. You know, we've yeah. spoken about it. The, the, the arcade that came out that was like a port of the first arcade. Very good quality game. And that there was that third Ninja Turtle game on NES. Didn't really ever play that Project a whole lot. Project Manhattan? Yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. I never played it either, but it looked good. Yeah, it looks decent enough. I have to play that on the. And then a whole Retro bunch of garbage. And like there were like your portable games that were no good. Um, what, like Follow the Foot Clan? You all like argued with me how good that was. Well, that episode hasn't aired. <laughs> That's another one of our like, backlog episodes that got screwed up. You're right, Nick. Um, Okay, a bit of a spoiler. I, I you and liked, Martin love it. I we yeah, well, because it looked so cool, and it it was, it was as good as it needed to be for me to keep playing it, because it looked it was. I mean, I'm playing Turtles on Game. I Boy. mean, and I liked it. But yeah, it, I just was it, it a masterpiece. <laughs> no, <laughs> was it like you know mechanically, you I, know, not so good. I just Maybe. felt like I just felt like the you know the animation was very stiff. And it was like. Eh. It was like a Tiger LCD game, and you all were like, "See now, I think that's where you draw. You you take that back, man, because that is the ultimate insult for any game. Those Tiger LCD games are garbage. Oh man, come on, they 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 had a place. (sighs) Only in the fact that you owned a double drag, you owned a video game that said Double Dragon. You like, I mean, or whatever." type game that you oh were. i thought you were talking about me personally i'm like i didn't own one <laughs> no no, no. I, it, it was just fun to own a video game but had, yeah yeah because they they would have like you know the popular games like right, double dragon right so you're like oh man and you could own it for like twenty dollars or whatever they were yeah. they weren't they were not expensive because they weren't good <laughs> but i mean those nintendo game and watch games were pretty fun and they were kind of similar technology so i guess i guess that's Tiger is the bad word, I guess. Yeah, Tiger's your, uh, your, your. Uh, oh, it's the pelican. Guess, uh, yeah. They're the pelican of the handheld. I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I never bought any of the Tiger games, so maybe that tells it all right there. But I, I, I had one, and like the, and, and it was bad too because, you know, they, they would have like all the, as you know, like there, there would be like a, a non-lit. Uh, like graphic here where like if you punched high and then uh, like a graphic here and a graphic there and depending on which button you did is like which one would light up or whatever but they didn't like never seem to fully fade away so like they're kind of like still stuck on the screen a bit yeah i know what you're you made it really yeah, yeah. ugly and like well i guess what what i was trying to say with that animation is not so much 
like you know tiger like uh, okay. you know it, it's just those lcd games okay so, so if you had like, said game, like and, game and, watch, and watch i might not have gotten my dander so, up so yeah, high. yeah yeah that's 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 all i was saying it's like okay. like game and watch like the lcd games so right. i didn't realize tiger was a bad word i mean you you might as well have said something about my sister at that point like <laughs> what you like take it back um, but you know, yeah, it's stiff for sure. But I mean, it was—it looked good on the Game Boy. It yeah, got me interested in the Game Boy. I liked it. Um, but you know, that, but they—they they weren't great games by any stretch of the imagination. But you were playing the turtles, so that's all that mattered. Yeah. Um, you know, so like there, there was everything. Lunchboxes, the whole nine. I mean, turtle pop. It, it was just like a phenomenon, pop culture wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that kind of brings us up to present day. <laughs> um. Turtles, uh, you know, like we said at the top, I, I kind of got you interested in it. I was a huge, I had all the toys. I had like the turtle van, the blimp. Yeah, you I, had like a big duffel bag. Like, yeah, I still got that duffel full bag. Of <laughs> turtles. Yeah, it was like this big old duffel bag with Leonardo on it, and it was, I still have it. It's where I. Oh, I didn't even realize it was a Ninja Turtle duffel bag. It was. <laughs> yeah, it had Leonardo on it. Um, it was officially licensed. <laughs> and that's how I like stored my turtles for a long time in fact you were commenting on the condition of my turtles like well they had been stored in a hot area uh because they're like their joints were completely yeah poor used in position their skin was kind of melty looking and and that's nothing you know nothing against you because i've got stuff the same way yeah no i know you weren't criticizing like my care of them because i mean when you're an adult you Things get you move, the things move with you. Yeah, and you it went, end up finding it in a box, and you pull it out, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it like literally went from like a storage container in my mom's, at my mom's house for like ten years, to a box that went into directly into a dormer in the attic of like my next home, that where it lived for the next five years, you know, or ten years, whatever, and then it came directly from that box to. Another box that lived in the basement of my current house for like three, four, five years. And then, like, I finally, like, pulled the little guy. Like, it felt, Laura's so funny. She was like, I wonder if they feel like it's Toy Story. They're like, Ron loves us again. <laughs> he's playing with us. So, like, I got them all out and they're on display on my uh, bookshelves now. So, it's the first time they've seen each other in 30. It's like a reunion. These guys are, like, you know, up all night for the last couple of weeks just yeah. getting to know each other, you know? <laughs> so, it, it's fun. And I, I've never had, like, I, I've had rooms and houses that were, like, my own, but it, it was never anything that, like, I thought to, to do like you had done. You know, you make a museum out of it, display proudly your, yeah. your old stuff. And I, I'd like to continue to, you know, buy, maybe maybe pick up some things along the way uh, from whatever it may be, like, conventions or whatever, and, like, add to the collection. But... I mean, not not everything that I have on these shelves are what I from when I was a kid. Right, right. But they're from that same toy line or whatever. Um, is there anything else we can talk about Ninja Turtles? I mean, Cowabunga. Uh, Cowabunga, party on, dude. The <laughs> Cowabunga. That that was apparently something that the writers were required to like work into the scripts like so many times. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. What was it? It was such a popular word you know like in that late 80s especially in the 80s that kind of valley talk was big so and you know michelangelo wasn't the first person to say cowabunga by any but he he surely made it the most popular like he he popularized it i think i think there's an old like 
and it may be the writer that got his inspiration from a Peanuts cartoon. I think Snoopy or something at one point said Calabunga in one of his strips. Hmm. <laughs> and he thought it was cool and like wrote it in and like kids really responded to it. So they kept putting it in like every episode. Hmm. Also, you know, like now I'm just thinking a little things like as we're wrapping up the show. Do you remember the point in the original cartoon series where he stopped using nunchucks and started using like a grapple hook? It was like I don't remember that he stopped. I know, like every once in a while, he'd pull out a grappling hook, but I didn't realize he stopped using he stopped. nunchucks. Yeah, the, apparently nunchucks were a big no-no in a lot of regions. Um, in fact, even in in Europe or England, I think they were just like the teenage mutant ninja or teenage mutant hero, hero turtles. Yeah, yeah, like they, it was the whole ninja thing. This in specifically the nunchucks. I guess there were some like nunchuck related accidents with kids going on, hmm. um, because I mean they're they're awesome, you know Bruce Lee made them seem really cool back in the day, right. and it it seems like that one weapon that I mean like you're not gonna get your hands on a katana probably, anybody could take like a bow like get like a stick out in the backyard and I remember like what as about a kid size I mean the... what <laughs> well not that size but you could pretend okay. or a, get a broomstick and you got a bow suddenly you're Donatello. Right. Um, like I don't know what you've used for Raphael. I just I don't understand why nunchucks are bad, but size are okay. I don't know. I guess it's just because people weren't reproducing size and selling them to kids as much as they were nunchucks. I tried to make nunchucks. (laughs) 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 Well, we all wanted nunchucks. Get like two sticks and some rope and wrap some duct tape around it. Absolutely, dude. (laughs) And, uh, and, you know, I could see, like, some kids would get knocked out. But there there was a point in this, like, around, I think, I read season three or so, or four, Mikey stopped using nunchucks. Like, he would have them on his belt or whatever. But he when he would need to use a weapon, he'd pull out that lasso thing. And that mm. became his weapon. Yeah, I guess I, I have seen that, but I guess I never really thought... Hey, he's never using his nunchucks anymore. Well, two thing. Another thing is when you when you're watching him in syndication. All he did was really swing him around anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never used them. Like they never used their weapons against their enemies because it would kill them. Well, they did actually use them against like the robots, I guess, especially yeah. the first five, the yeah. five part series. Remember that scene where they're in the Technodrome and all those robots come to life? They had to write that scene in just like because they had to destroy robots. They couldn't destroy fight people. Right. So that whole scene just kind of came about so they could use their weapons and they could have a cool action scene. But they just made up all these goofball like robots to fight against. Mm-hmm. So and that and that's just all from like being a kid show and making sure that groups don't come down on them, try and sue them, like say that their kids did this or that. Because kids, kids can be dumb, adults can be dumb. Yeah. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways. It was just like one of those like random things that popped into my head because yeah. I always hated that thing. I'm like, where's the nunchucks? Why are you pulling that goofy thing out? Mm. Um, I can't think of anything else. I guess that's just a good place to to stop. Yeah. Um, Ninja Turtles. I mean, right there in they're a seminal part of my childhood. You know, like they're right up there with Transformers for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like whereas you know Ghostbusters, I, I would imagine like. If you were to, if I were to rank my toys and like properties and things like that, if there was a top three, they would be it would be like turtles, transformers, and I don't know, maybe like GI Joe, they'd be in that top three. 
Yeah, I've, I've got the Transformers, Ghostbusters, and Turtles, I guess. Turtles would be in there for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So oh, and Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars toys is huge. Oh, well, that's true. Um, We'll have to do, like, a ranking, like, one of our definitive ranking episodes of Martin and, like, do those toy lines or whatever. Yeah. It'd be really fun and interesting to see how we would personally rank all the toy lines. You know, Transformers, I have a feeling, is probably going to be based on the way we rank our stuff, like you're going to be right at number one for both of us. So it's going to be number one, probably unless right. Martin puts it at like 10 or 15 or something right, like right. <laughs> out of spite. Bringing us down. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't let me have joust. No transformers for you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in to us. Um, if you like the video, please give us a thumbs up. If you want to leave a comment, let us know if, you know, what your favorite memories of turtles were if we left something out about turtles that you can you know like we did a tribute to turtles but didn't mention this if you have some interesting factoid make sure to drop it down in the comments below yeah like we didn't mention usagi ojimbo at all yeah well there were like spinoffs and stuff right yeah. usagi ojimbo is kind of a big deal um oh well the whole reason i even thought to do a tribute show to begin with was there was that timely news of uh the injustice game for PlayStation and Xbox, mm -hmm. the fighting game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We, we were, um, you had told me that they were one of the DLC. Is it free DLC or like you have to pay oh, for I, it? Oh, I'm quite sure you'd have to pay for it. Okay. Uh, but well, anyways, they're, they're including a couple other characters for the Injustice game. And then, but the four 1990 style turtle, act, like that movie style. Yeah, and I guess it's like one character that somehow, like, doing the moves that you kind of switch between turtles or they do like team attacks or something but it's it's like all four turtles is like one character basically oh okay so they to, sort of jump in and help like to, X-Men yeah, games or whatever to, I'm not exactly sure how it'll work but that's kind of my understanding oh that shucks I was kind of hoping uh, that they would have four individual playable yeah, characters yeah no I don't I don't think so yeah well uh, we'll see I bought that game it was only like 15 bucks from Black Friday oh yeah so I picked I, it up for I haven't got it yet but because of that I'm gonna get it yeah so. it's dirt cheap yeah. nowadays so even if there is DLC and it's like five bucks or something, I'll, I'll get it just for that. Yeah, so, so Injustice yeah, you, 2, I'm definitely getting that now. You, you just shot because of Ninja way. Turtles. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it look, they look cool. They, they look just like from the movies, yeah. the old movies. Um, so like I was like, you know what we ought to do? We should do a turtle tribute, you know? It's time. Yeah. <laughs> so we, that's what even like popped it in your head. Yep, that's exactly why it popped okay. in my head. So I like to you know try and... Make it current in some way, shape, or form. Is that DLC even available right now? No, you? not yet. I'm not, yet. I'm not okay. exactly sure when, but uh, cool. I'll have the game when it does come. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's that, that's been our tribute to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I've been your host, Ron Avis. And I'm Nick Wright. We'll see you next week. See ya.